A young perspective on hot button issues around the world. This is the Hub. Hello and welcome to this episode of the Hub on CGTN. I'm Wang Guan from Sao Paulo, Brazil. Welcome to the program. Now, Brazil is the world's second largest exporter of corn, soon to be the largest, according to many estimates. But how did all this happen? Now, one explanation is the ever-improving seed technology. It is like a chip in a computer. Better seeds yield more corns, better corns on less land and in shorter time. But how exactly did all this happen? I'm in Longping High Tech Brazil to find out more. China has been Brazil's largest trading partner and export market for over a decade. And during Brazilian President Luiz Inácio Lula da Silva's state visit to China, agriculture is a major focus. But it's not just conventional buy and sell. Not anymore. A more complex trade and investment relationship is emerging in that China also invests in improving Brazil's entire agriculture ecosystem, such as building state-of-the-art labs to invent more productive seeds. Longping High Tech Brazil hosts Latin America's largest molecular biological lab, whose job is to do just that. Aji, thank you so much for having us. My pleasure to receive you. I appreciate to present our molecular lab for your visit. And I heard this is actually the largest molecular biological lab anywhere in Latin America. Yes, not only the biggest, but the more the most complete in terms of technology inside. So, and the in technology, basically in agriculture, sorry. And this technology is working wonders when it comes to increasing yield, increasing resistance of the seeds for corn. Yes, so altogether yield, drought tolerance, disease tolerance. So this brings more stability on the products being developed in Brazil and in other countries that we're exporting now. So do we have a number for that? How much percent of a yield does this seed bring to corn producers anywhere in Brazil? Yes, I would say that uh, the last three years, we are progressing above the global uh, ratio of growth. Is, I would say that uh, per year, we can increase in about 5% year after year composed. So that means that uh, uh, following this sequence, in 10 years, uh, we will be able to expect almost 50% of growth compared to the, the baseline of two years ago. So in summary, combining genetics and molecular biology, we are able to progress faster than ever. In Brazil, the average used to be, a few years ago, about uh, five tons per hectare uh, per year. But we have farmers that is producing our seeds about 15 tons per hectare, mm -hmm. two times more than the average of the country. So we are developing high technology seeds to increase the, the total average of the country. The potential could be achieved more than 20 tons per hectare. That it would be more than four times. Wow, which would double true. the current yield. Oh, yes, yes, yes. So, this is amazing. Yes. I'm already loving what I see. <laughs> it's an intricate process 
that involves sampling, selecting, and eliminating before a magic new breed can be found and introduced to the market. So this is corn, Ajit. Yes, this is corn, a typical wow. corn inbreeding seeds. And the seeds arrive, thousands of these samples every week. So Ajit, these seeds arrive from across the country? Yes. We have research stations across the country, all, all around the country, and we harvest the grains and send to this lab. Why? To check the purity, to check the presence of transgenic, to check the sequence of genes, to help us to select better products. So this is, I'll show you how we do that. <laughs> this can be very precious because if this goes out to become the selected um, yield or selected seeds. And every sample has ID, so we, there's no mistakes on the information that generated uh, in each sample. Okay, so let's go to the another room where we have some machines. This is general grinder, this is equipment that we introduce, okay, we introduce in each tube like this, the tissue of the plant, grains or leaves, and uh, this machine remove from the plants the, the DNA that one by one here separated there's a, a logical id yeah everything is identified to, to not make any mistake so what what does this machine do exactly basically removes the juice of the plant okay just the liquid part with dna remains here and the juice which contains dna yes. ended up in that tube exactly. which will be sent down to the labs for more research after use these robots that uh, um, identify each plate to to give us the tr tracking for each each tube because we, we generate millions of tubes so we need to know which tube belongs to it, the original plant in the field it's so important you cannot mess things up Exactly. I mean, is there a margin of error whereby no, zero, mistakes were made zero in the past no, few years? No, zero. Zero. Because it's totally uh, managed by robots. The, uh, the, each plot, each place is unique. Unique. Millions of samples, non-contamination, no mess. So, Edgy, this is key. This is highly technical and is highly selective. Yes. So, in summary, we have these equipments, extremely sophisticated, state-of-art, wow. capable to join about 2,000 plant samples uh -huh. in each chip to be analyzed against 500 different markers at once. What do we analyze here? We analyze 
plants that have higher yield, better disease tolerance, better drought tolerance. So plants that will contribute for to improve yield and performance. And this machine make all the readings can can read and compare with the ideal type. So less than one percent of ideal type of plants will remain. More than ninety-nine percent gone, destroyed. This is like the survival of the fittest. Yes. Highly selective. Yes, and more than hundred thousand plants per year are being currently analyzed using two sets of equipment. Here we have one. One hundred thousand samples studied each year. Here. That's a lot. For now, we intend to grow the sample number and then we, this will request uh, another kit, another set of uh, uh, equipment like this, sequencer. This is sequencer equipment that bring us the, the, the impossible uh, before that was impossible to know which plant work has better quality, better performance, can be better than the, 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 the other ones around. This is really just beginning. Exactly. So there is lots of chemicals inside okay. with controlled environment. So temperature, lights, okay, oh, starting wow. development, generation of new plants. And once the plants achieve this stage like this, it's time to move to the greenhouse. Only the survivors, the small ones that survive. What is the percentage of survival? It's about 30%. 30%? Yes. The rest, 70% gone? Yes, gone. Because we, we introduced some chemicals that are selective agents that kill the bad products. Wow. To accelerate the process and reduce this is really smart the, technology. Yes, very smart technology. So efficiency. We are always looking for increased efficiency. Tell us about it. How has efficiency changed over the years and decades? Yes. So efficiency involves uh, reduction of time, reduction of mistakes, more automation more technology, biological technology, plus automation with machines. Uh, but in terms of years, how is it oh, changed? Oh, so as a consequence of, of these several uh, tools being developed, we were able to reduce the original process of breeding, pro uh, breeding program to generate a new hybrid from 12 years in, the, in 10 years ago to eight years, so four years less. But we are now almost ready to move from eight to four years. That's a big change. Yes. And this will impact a lot the so farmers. So the Brazilian, Brazilian farmers are happy. Exactly. Because they will produce more in the same area. They don't need to, to cut uh, uh, trees to, to produce more area. They can pr produce much more grains in the same area with less cost of uh, fertilizers and uh, uh, chemicals and fuel. No, we can use the same land to produce more, to, to be more profitable, to generate more It wealth. can also be more sustainable. It can also be better for the environment. Exactly. 
So we don't need to, do, to, to go to Amazon to, to have more land. We have enough piece of land that need to be more productive. Yeah. And the solution is breeding, using molecular tools, all things that we are developing here. Uh, and also the technology that the farmers are using, like better tractors, bad, machine, bad irrigation, and so on. And the good news is that this development can reach all around the globe. Focus, focus on what's relevant in China and the world. Bridge the, bridge the gap between what you know and what you want to know. This is The Hub. China and Brazil combined have to feed more than one-third of the world's population. High-tech companies like Dongping are attempting to be part of the solution. In this process, smart agriculture proves to be key. Seeds are pivotal in the entire corn production process. In China, a parallel is often drawn between seeds and chips for IT devices. Essentially, the development level of the seed industry signifies the level of agricultural modernization. Grain production, whether in terms of yield or resistance, depends on the quality of the seeds. Therefore, seeds can be viewed as the heart of agriculture. Starting with the introduction of germplasm resources, we've imported numerous germplasm resources from our global breeding stations into Brazil, substantially enriching the country's germplasm resources. I believe that biodiversity is of utmost importance for Brazil in this regard. The primary reason for the prevalence of diseases in corn and soybean crops is a lack of diversity in the plant population. Our diversification efforts can increase their resistance. Our seeds sold in the market exhibit high resistance to viruses which are widespread in Brazil, while other companies' varieties may be less resistant. Secondly, we've significantly upgraded our computer prediction technology, including equipment and consumables, which are considerably better than the past. This has led to a substantial reduction in plant testing costs. Just like medical expenses for patients, in the past, blood tests and CT scans were expensive, but now they are much more affordable. We've seen an average cost reduction of 40 to 50 percent in our labs. The cost of our technology is 40 to 50 percent lower compared with some Western countries' technology. In fact, our next generation testing technology could lower costs by 80 to 90 percent. This would allow us to expand the scope of testing, ensuring full coverage instead of just sampling. The third technological advancement is found in seed processing. Although seeds are bred, the processing stage is critical. The most important aspect of processing is removing substandard seeds without taking away the good ones. If good seeds are removed, the overall cost increases. Conversely, if inferior seeds are mixed in, farmers will be unhappy. In recent years, we've made significant breakthroughs in seed processing technology in Brazil. Currently, our processing technology is among the most advanced in the country. 
At present, the average corn yield in Brazil ranges from 5 to 6 tons per hectare. In contrast, our varieties yield between 9 and 13 tons per hectare, depending on the region. In areas with poorer soil and water conditions, the yield might be around 9 tons, while in areas with better soil conditions, the yield could reach 13 tons or even 15 tons as demonstrated by some of our customers in high-yield competitions in the southern regions. We currently account for over 20% of the market share in Brazil, with this percentage increasing slightly each year as we expand our coverage. The main reason for our success is the significant yield advantage we have over our competitors. In recent years, we have also significantly improved after-sales technical services for our customers. Brazilian farmers are professional and view farming as their business, so they have a strong demand for technical services. We have introduced many field management techniques from high-quality enterprises from China. For example, we have brought in drones, tractors, grain processing equipment and irrigation systems. After we introduced the equipment to Brazil, farmers have benefited from lower costs and better results. Although they were already using similar equipment, the costs were higher and the results were not necessarily as good. In recent years, we've employed a comprehensive strategy. We provide farmers with corn, soybean and sorghum seeds, as well as comprehensive field input services. These inputs are not provided by us directly, but by our Chinese partners who work together with us to serve our Brazilian customers. They want the markets that they create to play according to the Chinese rule. In recent years, China's investment in Latin America have come under greater scrutiny, especially by America, who has seen the region as its backyard or, to borrow President Joe Biden's words, America's front yard. If you are the leader of a nation that is poor, that needs money, and the Chinese come in and say, we'll give you a soft loan. You're focused on today. They're not focused on what's going to happen 10 years out when those loans come due. China, neocolonialism in Latin America? Is that how Brazilians themselves feel about it too? And then on the larger question, as you we really want to ask you about the larger question. Um, you know, the Chinese investment, the Chinese presence here in Brazil and Latin America. Um, how would you tell the story of the Chinese investment here in, in Brazil and Latin America because it is generating quite a bit of controversy around the world. Uh, no, maybe the controversy came because it was the, the first time that uh, a Chinese company invested a large amount of money in the West countries like Brazil, but they did the right thing because it's in the right environment where agriculture is growing very fast, where we have uh, uh, political conditions favorable to adopt new technologies. We have a structure that can help to, to export and feed the world, not only China, but the world. So I think uh, uh, Long Ping is demonstrating with, uh, here in Brazil that uh, most doesn't matter where come from the, the resource. The important is that the resource is being applied in a, an area that uh, is very important to the humanity.
you know, as some politicians in Washington, for example, and in many other capitals, they're like, oh, the Chinese are coming. Um, Latin America is, a, uh, you know, Washington's backyard, yeah. and now the Chinese is eating our lunch. Uh, <laughs> how do you feel? Uh, funny. It's funny because there's no, it's not true. Brazil is a free country that always was open arms to everyone that come here to work, to give employment, to invest. What's the problem? We are human beings. Doesn't matter if from Africa, Asia, or North America, Europe, doesn't matter. So what we need is a serious working together. That's it. This is not an environment just uh, limited to a country or to the other. It's a globalized world. Yes. And we're all in this together. I mean, when the Ukraine war happened, corn production reduced. There's a deficit yes. um, of corn pr production and output. Right. Yeah. And people were starving. Exactly. So, I mean, why Brazil, the last uh, few, few years, few decades, are improving the, the agriculture more than most of the countries. Why? Because have land, water, okay. Weather, good weather, okay. But also a mindset in, in Brazil, farmers, politicians, so, so there's a, a mindset that is good for everyone, for everybody. Use well the resources that the country offers. Technology. With technology together. You know, so internal, external, or, the, or from other planets, no problem. The important, like at the end, we can help to feed the world and do a good business. Why not? China and Brazil are geographically distant, and people from the two countries may not know each other very well. When I first arrived in Brazil, many Brazilian employees didn't know much about China either. However, after several years of interaction, they've come to realize that China is the largest customer for Brazilian agricultural products, and they need customers like this. Secondly, many Chinese companies have put down roots in Brazil intending to operate here for decades. As a result, much of the profit is reinvested in Brazil rather than being distributed to shareholders. For example, according to our colleagues in Brazil, the Brazilian subsidiary has made investments in the past three years that equal the cumulative investments of local companies over the past 30 years. As you can imagine, the scale of investment is enormous. This investment has generated many local jobs, with LPHD Brazil employing a total of 8,000 full-time and seasonal workers. Their incomes have increased significantly due to the company's growth. Our crop varieties perform well, enabling farmers to produce more food, which they then sell to China. The resources of the two countries are highly complementary. China's investment helps improve Brazil's industrial chain. Brazil is in need of capital, while China has an advantage in this regard. China lacks land and solar resources, while Brazil has an advantage in these areas. Therefore, the two countries make excellent business partners. If trade is like dating someone, investment is a lot like a marriage, sort of.
how did the Brazilian employees at Longping adjust to the corporate culture of the Chinese company, and how did Longping adapt to Brazil's economic and societal realities? I am Adriana Lansoy, leader of the administrative department. I'm Miriam Polastrini. I've been working in Longping for three years and some months. Hi, my name is Andrew. I'm working here since last year. I'm now a um, digital marketing supervisor. Eu sou Lucas Dutra. I am Lucas Dutria. I have been working at Longping High Tech for three years. I feel really good at the Longping Company. The environment is beautiful and people help each other. The work here is innovative and we can play our roles here. I feel like working in a family when working here. Uh, actually, I think here I can learn a lot, so that was the first thing that inspired me to come to the company, see that we have the space to grow in the market, to learn more with the business. I came from Agro also, but here we have more space to create, to implement and to make the business to become the leader. So I think learning is the most thing that inspired me and engaged to be here in Long Ping at this moment. So I um, feel very comf comfortable working here because um, I'm learning a lot in my Chinese partner. Um, I'm learning a new culture. I'm learning a lot of different ways to solve a problem. And it's been a, a good time working here. Uh, I'm liking a lot. In this period here, since I've been working here, I have not only maintained a good working relationship, but also developed a friendship with Chinese colleagues. I can say that I have got my own Chinese friends. After work, we spend time together, eating barbecue or just chit-chatting. It's always fun spending time with my Chinese friends. Corn is a staple food in Brazil and across Latin America, and a popular street food too. Todo bien. Um, ¿Cuánto cuesta? Place. Place. Um, dos, por favor. Some locals might not know the full story of how corns are produced with smart seed technology these days. One thing is for sure: they can't get enough of it. Thank you for tuning in for this episode of the Hub on CGTN. I'll see you again next time.